Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. And my guest today is Dr. Dean Foreman. He is the chief economist for the American Petroleum Institute. And you know what? It affects all of us, what they are doing. There's a new report out, the first quarterly report for 2019. And uh, Dr. Dean is here to tell us all about what's going on with our energy here in America. Welcome to Hollywood Live Extra. How are you? Thank you, Tanya. Tanya, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So there is this first quarterly outlook for 2019. And, you know, it's a lot of things. A lot of times we don't think about our energy. I mean, we do. But, you know, people just kind they get up in the morning, they go to work, they do what they have to do, they raise their families, they go to school. And we really rely on things like natural gas, oil, all of that kind of stuff every single day. What does this new report reveal about where we are in 2019? Well, there are a couple of flavors to it. And the first is to celebrate some unique milestones for the United States. You know, just this last couple of months, we've become the world's number one oil producer. And this is for the first time in February, we've gone above 12 million barrels per day. So again, number one in the world, exceeding Saudi Arabia, exceeding Russia. And we're already a net exporter of natural gas. So when we add it all up, these, this is tremendous progress that's happened only by virtue of having strong production and infrastructure here at home. Now. The other thing is that when we start to look at the economy and the benefits to consumers, the things that are less obvious with everything else going on in the economy, and if you think of the oil and gas industry maybe only being 5 to 8% of the overall economy and the way you measure it, on a growth basis, since 2015, quarterly real GDP growth compared with the mm-hmm. total output of oil, natural gas, and natural gas liquids, and the changes in mm-hmm. those, there's been a 08 direct correlation. So a really strong intertwined relationship between what's happening with the U.S. energy revolution and its output and economic growth in our country. That's translated to lower prices for consumers. All of this output at home. And by the way, prices remaining low and price volatility cut in half in recent years, despite the fact that we've had record exports. So as the exports have gone up, that's brought new incremental sources of production, and these prices and price volatility have remained low. According to the wow, U.S. So Energy Information Administration, this is likely to be the case through 2019 and beyond as well. So it's a really oh, well, strong that sounds story good. all around the United States. Yeah, no, that sounds great. So does that mean... I, we? I, I'm out here in Los Angeles. We have the highest gas prices, and I'm talking about gas to run your cars, and everybody has three or four out here. Um, does that mean that our our prices for gas are going to go down? I mean, right now, you know, super gas is like three ninety nine, and that's at one of the cheaper places. So on a very practical level, does that mean that we're going to see prices in that area alone going down now that we're producing all of this? The best thing I can say is from the U.S. Energy Information Administration standpoint, crude oil, the cost or the price of crude oil is the number one factor determining the price of gasoline, right? And Mm -hmm. in their view, through 2019, they see oil staying around $60 per barrel because as the U.S. is growing, OPEC is maybe dialing back production a little bit and offsetting it. And in their view, that means where we've got nationwide gasoline prices on average for the United States at $2.50 per gallon. So I understand California is well beyond that. But that's a mm-hmm. function of not just the taxes, but the unique boutique fuel requirements that California has that make fuel more expensive to manufacture there. So 
for the states that can take advantage of frankly, more fungible flowing of fuel from one state to another. Uh, it's more homogenous and consistent in, the, in its format and lower cost to produce. Those things translate to benefits to consumers. Now, consumers in California have saved on energy as well. And when we look over several years, we see that the U.S. energy revolution has saved Americans, Americans some $300 billion per year recently. So in the aggregate, there is a big benefit. And California's energy security is also enhanced by virtue of having all this production here at home. So there are benefits. It just, it, gasoline specifically in your state is just a bit more expensive. Yeah, it seems like everything else out here is a little bit more expensive too. But you know, we've got the sun. We, we, we've got the sunshine today. What can I say? Um, which really brings to mind another, you know, people do talk about energy. A lot of people out here use solar energy and other places around. Does that really help? Does that make a difference? Well, natural gas has been the biggest source of carbon dioxide emissions in, in electricity generation, but renewables, wind and solar, and nuclear are also helping there to reduce those carbon emissions. So from uh, an energy sustainability standpoint, natural gas together with renewables has been uh, a complementary story where you know, when the wind doesn't blow or the sun doesn't shine, you have natural gas there to help stabilize the electricity grid. Now, California's uh, it has some very aggressive objectives in the future to try to uh, be substantially all renewables in the electricity sector. And when you look at some of the recent research about the cost of doing that, and we have evidence just from the last several years of states that have increased renewables but not natural gas, even though natural gas has gone down substantially in price, their electricity mm-hmm. rates have tended to be a lot higher than the national average and the changes in them. And that can happen in California as well. And it'll just be a cost-benefit analysis as the state moves forward. I think it's trying to do some excellent things, but then the question is one of affordability and people will ultimately vote their pocketbooks. Yeah, that is very true. Which also goes back to another question. You know, for so many, at least certainly for all of my life, it seems like our oil and gas prices have been ruled by other people in other places like Saudi Arabia for instance, you know, one of them, one of the major ones. And now you're saying they are no longer a major player in our in our economy in terms of that. So politically, you know, if you look at the whole geopolitical thing, what does that really mean for America now? Does that mean we don't we don't have to really worry about the Saudis anymore? Yeah, Saudi Arabia is an important global producer, don't get me wrong. And in the way that they and OPEC the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries as a whole approach the market does matter still. But the United States controls its own destiny in the sense that we have this strong production, record production, top world production now at home. And to just put this in context with a quick statistic, you know, in 2009, the United States was, as you said, dependent on other nations, and it was importing on net some 10 million barrels per day of crude oil petroleum products, what have you. As of February, that's down to just over 1 million barrels per day. This is remarkable, mm, and it's wow. better than anybody expected. Yeah, I mean, a tremendous turnaround. And that means if the U.S. EIA, the Energy Information Administration, is correct that our production might grow this year from the 12 million barrels per day now up towards 13 by the end of this year, we could be a net exporter of petroleum in 2019. So this is tremendous progress, and it means that both from a geopolitical standpoint and economic standpoint, as long as we have 
good trade relations, good infrastructure. This is core to the U.S. economy. It's creating jobs nationwide. And to the extent that you want high technology and other things that are helping grow the economy, it's synergistic. This is a really great high-tech story for the energy industry that's enabling this growth and the productivity that we're seeing. Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm like sitting here, wow, that's pretty amazing. Just letting everybody know that you're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. And my guest today is Dr. Dean Foreman, who is the chief economist for the American Petroleum Institute. You know, I've got to ask you, what should consumers be most aware of, Dr. Foreman? And what is it, how can we become active in our own energy production and salvation, if you want to call it that way. I think there are two parts to it. The first is we're all consumers and our connection between local communities and global communities has never been greater. So as the energy infrastructure grows, this is all tied together in a way where it's easy to take the benefits that we're seeing for granted. But when you look and see, for example, the changes in energy expenditures for households compared with those for healthcare food and education, you know, those over the last several years or decade for, uh, for energy have gone down some 10%, but they're up tremendously well above the rates of overall price inflation for healthcare, education, and food. So these benefits, you want to recognize that what you're putting out in your pocketbook, while there can be some day-to-day change, it's tremendously lower than it was a decade ago, and this is only by virtue of the, the growth that we're seeing. And to the extent that you're then relating this to sustainability and things that many Californians care dearly about, and we all care dearly about, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I think everybody does. Benefits, <laughs> recognizing how natural gas is helping the environment in the process and how we're doing this more effectively than other countries around the world and in a more environmentally responsible way is part of this story. Wow. Well, thank you so much for bringing this story to light and letting us know. You know, it's always good news. It's, I mean, it's always great when you get good news on a Friday. And this sounds like really good news because it means America's really on the rise in terms of our own sustainability, uh, in terms of our energy. So thank you uh, for what you do, Dr. Thank you Foreman. So much. Yeah, Absolutely. And story. if you like, and people want oh, more it is. Uh, API's website, www.api.org. In the upper right-hand page or or section of the main page, there's a chief economist Mm -hmm. section. And the reports that we're talking about, the industry outlook, which is a quarterly presentation, as well as a monthly statistical report that has inside baseball everything you'd ever want to know about oil markets. I love it. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful weekend. And for everybody out there listening, hope you're enjoying our program today. Don't forget to subscribe to SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. Make sure you download all of these because you don't want to miss any of them. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.